0: All right, welcome back to what is gonna be a pretty crazy video today as we talk about the UK and this slow motion collapse that seems to be continuing on a day-by-day basis. And for someone like me, and for for most of you watching who are quite independent thinkers and we see what's going on in the world, and then we see what's going on being put out by the media, there's a huge disconnect. and We can see it quite obviously, and let me give you an example here. I was doing my annual video, so you know I do this video every year. I go to the supermarket and I look at the receipts, and I buy the exact, exact same items year on year in a basket, and I show you what food inflation actually is, not what the government figures say, which is, let me just show you here. So this is it, I'll put this on screen a moment. So I've got a lot of notes on this, but basically from 2020 through 21, 2022, the government said that food inflation was 2% in 2020, minus 1 to 2% in 2021. How they got that figure, I'm not sure. And then they said it is gone as high as, so this was the peak, but not the average overall. But they said that is 16.7%. For 2022. So if you combine this, this doesn't take a genius here or a mathematician, you combine that together from 2020 through to now, it tells you what food inflation has been as an aggregate. So what is that then, according to the Office for National Statistics, the UK government? That is 17.7%. Do you here's the question: do you believe that food inflation Whether you're in the UK or outside the UK, I think you know what's going on with food. Do you honestly believe that UK food inflation is 17.7% across three years? It's not. It's absolutely not. So I went to the store, exact same supermarket, exact same products today, and I made a little video for you. Check it out. All right, I found that first item then this is the parsley and it's exactly the same price as before okay here's the chicken section and look these have gone up by a lot so it's the same 300 grams it's now £2.70 okay here's the cheese strings i found them these were one thirty-seven. now £2.39 okay and here's the greek style yoghurt so that's 500 grams and you can see that was 45p then it was 89p now it's one pound and five p here's the milk chocolate then and that's the exact same price as before okay found the milk chocolate raisins now these were the interesting one because these were last time the only ones to go down in price from 89 down to 79p but now they've gone back up again to 95 p again here's the tiger bread then so same size loaf that was 110 then 121 now 145 here's the coffee then the classic coffee 200 grams this was 1 pound 30 in 2020 pound 10 last year and now 235 okay here's the milk then Previously, this was £1.9, £1.80, now £2.30. I've got the dozen large eggs here. So it was, oh, here we go £1.89 and £2.10, now £2.95. Okay, so that's our shopping basket complete now then. So we just need to check these prices and see if it is as the government says. Okay, and guess what? It's not as the government says. So here we go then, we just covered what those prices were in 2020, 2022 was a slight increase but now as I record this video in 2023, the increase on the parsley was 0%, the two chicken breast fillets was exactly 50% increase, the cheese strings was 75% increase, the Greek style yogurt was 133% percent increase, the milk chocolate 5%, the raisins 7%, the coffee was 80%, the large eggs was 56%, the tiger bread 31%, and the large milk 111%. That gives us a combined total of 52% as an increase on food inflation. So again, sometimes I just don't know what to say about all these sort of things. And especially on days like today, where I won't get into what happened in the supermarket. But when you do this sort of material, you often have people who like to cause trouble for you and report you to security and all these other things. We, we won't even go there. But my point is, with, with all of this, it hasn't been this 17.7%. It is 52%. It's over 50%. And remember, these items that I've done every year was just a random selection. They weren't specifically chosen. If they were specifically chosen, I wouldn't have chosen parsley that went up 0%, chocolate that went up 5%, raisins that went up 7%. I'd have chosen something completely different. There's no cheese in there, for example. I could have chosen a lot more dairy products. So food inflation is a major problem. And as soon as I started looking, and we'll talk about this shortage as well, of food in a moment because this is a this is a bad one that's just come out but i went on to the government website and surprise surprise did they talk about inflation no they talk about core inflation so don't be fooled when you hear core inflation because what that means is that they've stripped out food and energy and then they have said that inflation is 5.8 percent for the uk So they keep calling this core inflation. So when you hear core inflation, it's 5.8%. Do not believe it. Inflation is more like 22, 23%. Again, it varies even not just month by month, but week by week now. It is over 20%. And what are they blaming this on? So we have this article. This is a UK government department article they're blaming it on businesses price gouging and by the way let me just talk on that point first before we say the second point some businesses some of the big multinationals there is some price gouging going on i'm not going to deny that there is some price gouging going on you can see it these are the uh, the companies that have moats if you understand from the, the course stock market course these are companies that have a moat so what does that mean they can rise uh, raise prices dramatically like what coca-cola has done and it hasn't made a difference to their sales in fact their sales have increased even though they've risen prices dramatically what's the second reason sorry one other thing the small to medium-sized companies which employ around half of the percentage of the population these companies are mom and pop businesses they're small to medium-sized businesses these businesses are not price gouging and the reason why is because they need to stay competitive they're starting to pass on the wages and other things now but you've got to understand that their costs are, are rising as well so they have to pass it on you think about energy costs for a small business now, or a cafe or something like that in the UK. Prices are through the roof, coffee prices, um, all these things, they've got to pass these on to the customers. It's not their fault, these small mom and pop kind of businesses. It really isn't. But of course they are getting the blame because it's easy for the government to blame them. Now, the second one is my least favorite. You know how much this annoys me all the time. The majority, it says, the majority of this food inflation is due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Again, this stuff drives me mad that people keep hearing this and repeating it in the street. They honestly believe that Scottish salmon that's risen by 40% or more in the last year has gone up because of this invasion in Ukraine. Explain that to me, somebody. (laughs) It's, uh, it's absolutely bizarre. Salmon doesn't even require fertilizer, which fertilizer costs have, have exploded. The other thing they've said is that UK inflation could fall below 2% this year. Absolute nonsense. There's no way this is going to happen, falling below 2% this year. Another UK Parliament report, a little bit more honest, But again, they're blaming all of the food, that 92% of the food inflation is from Ukraine, apparently. How? It makes absolutely no sense. There's just no way. But at least they were honest with some of the price rises. So they talk about milk, olive oil, whole milk, uh, sugar, cheese, butter. These have gone up by 30% or more. Eggs, they've got 30% as well. So at least they are being a little bit honest with some of these Price rises. Now, I want to move on to the next topic of today, which I'm not going to say I told you so on this, but I walked into the supermarket and what did I witness today? If you're in the UK, you've seen the same scenes. I walked past the vegetables and the fruit section and it's all empty. And I thought that is unusual. I wonder why maybe the ferry hasn't come in today, uh, even though it's nice and sunny and beautiful today. I wasn't quite sure why, but it doesn't bother me. I have farm shops. I have lots of friendly farmer neighbors, shall we say. So it doesn't matter. I've got all the vegetables and things that I need. So to me, it wasn't a big issue, but the majority of people don't use farm shops. They don't grow any of their own veg. They don't have cold storage or anything like this. So this is going to affect people what happens then i get home and i see these articles on the bbc and some of the others which says a vegetable shortage could last for a month and it goes into how all the supermarkets cannot get vegetables with some of these images of just empty shelves. What's the reason? Again, you know what the reason is here. Actually, what's going on if you think about what's really going on here? And they do mention Africa and Europe as well. They're saying it's climate change and global warming. How uh, global warming can make less vegetables, I'm not quite sure. Someone helped me with that one. Surely the sun (laughs) helps to produce more. But anyway, it comes back to those videos I made on the greenhouses in the Netherlands. I said, give it a few months and you are going to see massive fruit and veg shortages. Why? Because the gas was too expensive to heat the greenhouses. They couldn't get the fertilizer. They were being told under ESG mandates that they couldn't pump CO2 into the greenhouses because they were causing climate change and all this other stuff they were told a lot of them to close their greenhouses and a lot of these farms to to close they have to be compulsory purchase orders coming down the the line it's obvious ladies and gents this is so obvious what is happening if you cut out the supply you're going to have a knock-on effect if you're in the netherlands who are you going to provide and you're the government there. Are you going to provide that food to? Are you going to send it to the UK or are you going to keep it for your own citizens? Again, this is so obvious that's going on. So this has been addressed in Parliament today. Um, again, I only really caught half an hour of it, 30 minutes, because it was just the most ridiculous thing. So we had Theresa Coffey, who is the Secretary of State and she had the cheek the absolute nerve to say i don't see what the big issue is here the problem and she made this statement people would be eating turnips right now in seasonal eatings let me just tell you one thing i don't know if you've seen a picture of this lady but she doesn't live on turnips or vegetables let's let's just throw that one out there so she's saying that we've been spoiled with all these uh, imports of vegetables from other countries we need to get used to not having that and being more independent and that we're spoiled with lettuce, tomatoes and similar. And then just to really top it all off, what else has been announced today? Um, this is where I have to use code words and things, but people who have entered the UK non-legally, shall we say, who are in the hotels and huge bills to the taxpayer. Well, the government has just announced they're going to grant an amnesty for the people that are in these hotels at the moment. And let's just be straight here. I don't care what anyone says or thinks about this. We do not know who these people are. We don't. I mean, why would you get into a dinghy paying up to 8,000 euros? Because that's the fee anywhere from 3,000 to 8,000 euros to cross the channel, okay, so why would you not just fly in, you know, getting a £100 flight fly in? This doesn't make any sense, you've got to read into this more. So they're going to be granting 95% of these people citizenship and letting them bring in their family members as well. So if you think housing is already overstretched and expensive, will now take another these twelve thousand that they need to move out of the hotels, put them into private landlord housing with family members, and the strain on the healthcare service that's going on at the moment. What do you think is gonna happen when people come from impoverished look, I've got nothing against people from developing nations. I wanna be clear, I actually donate money and I give to charities and other things to actually help improve the world and hunger projects and things like that. So I think people are always shocked when I make these sort of comments and statements. But this is simply mathematics and economics. People from developing nations have a lot more healthcare uh, challenges, a lot more mental health challenges and other things. They need a lot more specialist services. So when you have a country where the services are absolutely collapsing right now they are just the services are on its knees and then you want to do all this other stuff as well it's madness my friends i'm telling you so i know i've probably gone on a bit of a rant today but if you've had the day that i've had i think you would probably have a bit of a rant yourself but hey i have to just laugh these things off and um, just get on with uh, get on with life and uh, thank goodness i've got such a great supportive community as all of you, as well as the Patreon community and all of my friends and family. So thanks so much for being a subscriber here. Appreciate you watching. Take care. God bless. And I will see you guys for the walk and talk, my favorite video of the week tomorrow. See you then.